Hey you, you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast, starring Uche and QDZ. Yo, 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 We are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys. It's your boy Uche. I got my boy QDZ. Pashizi. It's way too easy. A.K.A. the Widow's Peak Bandit, A.K.A. Michael Gordon, A.K.A. Mr. Steal Your Spaghetti, A.K.A. Hot Boy Q. Let's go. Let's do it. Mm. I don't endorse any of those, except for your government. Your what government you, what, name. What are you talking about? Hot Boy Q? Hot, yeah, it's, nah, a, it's a Hot Boy Q. You know, it's a Hot Boy Summer. It's a Hot Boy Q. I can't, I can't, I can't do it, man. I can't, I can't rock with <laughs> yeah, it. I got but spandex I res- on right but now. But I respect it. But I re- Okay. Oh yeah, you tripping? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't need to know all that. <laughs> hey, you want to see my you spandex? Have what? You have Look, what man, on? I got spandex. <laughs> what the hell are you doing with spandex on your I got spanks. <laughs> yo, yo, you out of control, man. Listen, uh, this is episode one twenty eight. One twenty eight. One twenty eight. Shout out to the gang. Shout out to the wise guys for pulling up on us. Uh, we rock with y'all heavy, obviously. You know, keep showing us love. We're gonna keep showing y'all the love right back. You know, special shout out to pretty much everybody who checked out that last episode of ours. You know, we were in New York City. Y'all seem to really like the conversations we brought to the table. So uh, shout out to all of y'all who actually, you know, clicked on our clips on YouTube, engaged with us on social media, blah, 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 blah. Y'all know the spill. Anyway, you're appreciated. That's what this is about. Now go run me my checks. I'm kidding. All right. Uh, Q, do you want to say thanks to the people? Is it just me? Why are we? Wait, wait. Why are we thanking them? You know why? Thanking us for this amazing content that we're putting out here. We we have remained the realest. He said it. I did it. We are the realest on the block. You guys are getting this for free. This is free game. They're getting it for the low low. Free smoke. Million dollars, smoke. Million dollars worth of game ain't got nothing on the type of game we're giving out on this no show, beef. bro. I want no beef with <laughs> Gilly and Wallow. I want no beef with them. Who uh, said it was beef? Hey, Gilly. It's, 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 man, who no. said it was beef? I never said nothing about beef, okay? Okay, okay no subs. No okay. subs. I, I apologize. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'll leave it alone. Uh, Anyway, man. Yeah, so like I said, man, shout out to y'all, man. You know, thank you for tuning into this this uh, new episode. We got a lot of topics to get into um, on the show. And uh, before we do, though, man, how you feeling on this uh, on this beautiful day, Q? How you feeling? How you feeling? You ready? You ready to talk some talk some talk hey, some ish? Hey, hey, hey! Don't ask me what's in my cup. What's in my cup is in my cup. Mm. Don't yo, ask shout, me. Yo, shout out to Wayne. For 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 setting these reporters straight, you know. Do you know that nobody has in the history of life has asked anybody what's in their cup since Wayne said that? <laughs> do you know how hey, many times hey, somebody done pulled hey. up to an interview and nobody's asked what's in their cup? <laughs> Wayne Wayne is a pioneer, bro. <laughs> you know it's funny every single time I'm, I reference, uh, I feel like dying. You know that song? Of course. Uh, when the drug when the drugs are gone, I feel like dying. I yeah. use that reference a lot, like especially like for for up and coming people that want to be great. I'm like, hey, if you want to be great, understand that what's in your cup is in your cup. 
I don't know what I'm talking about. Just you know, let, I, bro, you, I, you lost me. You lost me. You, I, listen, yo, what? A matter of fact, what the fuck is in your cup? You you just went on a you just went on some type of soliloquy. I, we may have to really know what's in your cup now because it may be some type of drug that you were not prescribed. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Hey, 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 hey. Ain't nothing wrong with some some prune juice. That's that's listen, it. Anyway, look, I asked you how you doing, and you told me don't ask you what's in your cup. So anyway, listen, I'm I'm gonna answer this for myself. I'm feeling all right. You know what I'm saying? It, it's a it's a beautiful day. You know, um, one thing I've been doing recently is uh, you know how they call it spring cleaning. I've yeah. been doing uh, what is it? Summer or fall cleaning? Like I've been getting rid of shit. Like I've been I've been I've been I've been. You ever had this phase where you like you just start throwing a lot of stuff away? Oh yeah. Bro, you, you, so, you just want to clean, yeah. Right. So in the midst of me throwing all this stuff away, I came across a lot of old CDs, mixed CDs that I burnt back in high school. Like I'm talking about, you know, the whole, oh, you yeah. know, throwing hundreds of songs yeah. on a CD. Yeah. I came across these CDs that didn't have any any real names on them. And I'm like, uh, what the hell? I'm I'm not I don't have enough patience to know what's on this this CD of mine. But yo, listen. Shout out to everybody that used to fucking put music and burn music on their on their uh their CD players, man. That that was, was a, that was a novelty, was, man. I was definitely actually I can't say it. The fact, hey, I'm a I'm a pull a Dirk. This all of this is not real. Everything all, I'm saying on this podcast is not real. It's all props. <laughs> it's all props. <laughs> but uh, in middle school, I used to uh get make cds for people we used to burn cds maybe like five dollars you know that's why like we was making money before the game bruh we we're making mm. money before we entered the game bruh yeah why you why you we sound like you what feel, we was doing but why you sound like you from jamaica queens though lately i've been lately i've been watching a lot of meek mill you know we was in the streets with the oodles and noodles we was in the streets they ain't never taught us nothing we was just in the streets <laughs> Yo, always every other word Meek music uses is streets <laughs> i went to walmart and then we went to the streets we was on the streets <laughs> oh, you know another word he uses a lot and then we gonna get off of this he'd be like yo my young boys <laughs> my young yo bro boys. how many young boys he got around him bro he oh, said that man. a lot over the years man but you um know, they was hungry yo Enough, enough of the Meek Mill appreciation. This is Meek, weird appreciation for Meek. For always Meek. Does. Meek always talk about if you don't feed those wolves, how they gonna eat? They gonna eat you in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, let's get into the church announcements, man. Hey, let's get into the church announcements, man. Real talk, real quick. Oh, you know, uh, salute to everybody that uh, just made the Zero Skips playlist. Um, we got some new additions, so shout out to y'all, man. You know, really, really, there's some real dope talent out there. So if you guys want to check out indie music from uh, artists that you maybe have never heard of, make sure to hit that description. Uh, the link will be in there. Check out Zero Skips, the playlist streaming right now on Spotify. And uh, if, you, if you're if you an artist and you maybe want to get on that list, hit us up. And, and we'll see if uh, you make the cut. Real, real quick and simple, man. Uh, also, we might hit the, the New York streets. We might hit the streets of New York. In a few weeks, right? So if you guys you guys seem to really enjoy 
uh, content from us while we was out in that environment. Well, you, you're, you're probably going to get a, another dose of that in the near future. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, more details to come. Salute to everybody that rocks with us, rocks with us in the streets all around the country and the world. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let me let me let me grab the grab the uh, mic for a second and give some announcements. Check us out at ratingsgamemusic.com, aka RGM. See the little nice little sticker right there. See the little t-shirt I'm representing. Uh we got actually there was no major mainstream album that came out, but there was a few singles that came out this week. Uh there was a single by Offset. I really liked 54321. Uh and then Gucci Man had a new song with uh his his goons. Check us out. I'm on there. Check me out on Twitter, QDZ for Sheezy. I changed it again. Check me out on Instagram. Uh, I don't know what Instagram is, but just check me out. You'll find me. Just type my name. Yo, uh, <clears throat> I warned you on uh, two episodes ago. Keep keep on changing that damn the handle of yours, man. I'm a hey, bro. I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up to the streets with the with the blick. All right. The fe- the I ain't got time. I ain't got time for this, man. Keep it Bruh. keep it simple, bro. We got to keep the twelve. We got to keep the 12 guessing, dog. All right. All right. You do know it's the same account, right? It's the same account. <laughs> Change the name. I just, just, hey, just say hey. it. Can't be used in court, brother. All right. All right. Uh, and you, you done with your announcements, man? You yes, done? I am. Yes, I am. Good. Uh, I concur with everything he said about RGM. Y'all make sure to get over there and, and read some dope reviews from. And I, you got to point this out. Not just you. Q, oh, you're yeah. not the only writer, man. We got a staff, so check out some reviews from some of the true. other writers on the team. You know, so congratulations, Urena and Maya, for joining the team. We got some new writers on there doing fantastic work already. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And 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 you know what? While we're at it, let's let's highlight some other people on the staff, man. Shout out to Cameron, Cameron Suzanne. She's been oh yeah, she joined the team recently. Our she's on our production team. She's helping out with a lot of these clips that you guys see and love on uh on our platform so yeah we appreciate the work you're doing you know keep it going yeah, for sure and everybody else sherry evelyn i mean it's a huge team absolutely huge team. absolutely so with that being said let's get into what we're talking about on this on this uh episode uh <clears throat> we're gonna talk about is the radio dead you know i get it you probably are like what does that even mean how can a radio die it's an object well Guess what? We're talking about a little bit more beyond that. The people in radio, is the impact of that still relevant in 2022 or are, is that a thing of the past? Right. And then we're going to get into our groups destined to break up. You know, think about your favorite group throughout history, whether it's uh, a R&B or rap group. You know, the typical evolution of a group is for one or maybe more of the members to dip off and do their own thing. Is that a good thing? Is that natural? You know what I'm saying? We're going to give our thoughts on that. And then, uh, you know, we're going to talk about some album of the year contenders that may not even get mentioned even at the end of the year, but probably should based on the quality of music. You know, I'm sure you guys have been rocking out to some of the music. There's been people out there like Tory Lanez have said that music this year sucks. We I just heard uh, DJ Clue come out and say rap. Rap is awful nowadays. There's there's a lot of people critiquing the music uh, or the quality of music of of this year and just in general around this time recently. We're going to get into some of the albums that did kind of crack through that have come out so far. 
uh, that should be mentioned by the time this year ends. But first, we're going to talk about is gangster rap or has gangster rap, I should say, become a contradiction? You know, it's it's interesting because uh, we've heard and seen people like 21 Savage come out uh, more recently and tell people to put the guns down in Atlanta. You know, there's been a lot of violence. Y'all need to put the guns down. He's like, I've never seen nothing like this before. Uh, we've also, you know, we look at 21 Savage as a rapper and say, but doesn't he, all he do? Isn't he only about gangster rap? Isn't that really his forte? But beyond him, though, has has the music become a bit of a a show, right? Like, wh- wh- where are we in today's time when it comes to gangster rap, the lyrics, the the imagery that that's put out, the impact of the music? Is there responsibility for gangster rappers to? Tell the community to put the guns down, even though their music is all about guns and killing people. Q, what what, what do you have to say about this, man? Gangster rap. <clears throat> so actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my Uno reverse. Remember Uno? They got the of Uno course. Uno of out Uno reverse. I'm gonna reverse it right back to you. I'm gonna use that card. What is gangster rap? We were about to get into this conversation earlier, and I purposefully cut you off and changed the subject. Because I wanted you to explain to to me and the people what gangster rap means. Like, what is it? What does it mean? What is it? Well, I'm glad you think I'm some type of gangster rap scholar or some, something like that. But you know, I mean, you're wearing your hat backwards. You got to be you. you and you, I think you got teardrops on your eyes, right? Like, <laughs> tat, tattooed. <laughs> nah, bro. Anyway, uh, you know. I asked you that question earlier, right, for a reason, because, you know, we throw a lot of terms around as a society, and I don't even think we are, we have a consensus on what certain things even mean. So I'll give you my opinion as to what I think gangster rap actually means. You know, if we go back to the early 90s, the NWA era, you know, the ice Tees, the, you know, um, the ice cubes and, and, and what a lot of those guys out in the West Coast were doing in the early 90s. Uh, with the influx of gangster culture, right, Inf- influencing and, and coming into the rap game, I think that was kind of where it started, right? The content became more about the lifestyle of a gangbanger, right? And so naturally, if a gangbanger is rapping, he's probably going to talk about some gangbanging stuff. And I think that that was the inception of it. Uh, I forget the politician out there, very famous politician who had a problem with gangster rap. I actually, like, protested. Uh, maybe you... no, no, bro. No, it was a woman. Uh, oh, anyway, um, you know what I'm talking I know, about? I know what you're talking about. Uh, There's a famous Tupac senator. There's a famous senator uh, who Dolores, literally. I want to say it's Dolores something. Yeah, let's let's get her name. Dolores, let's get her name for... Dolores Tucker, something like that. Okay. Let's, let's, let's get the. Let's get the let's get the full name because I mean I think that was probably... yeah Dolores Tucker that's her name that's that's C. her full name Dolores Tucker was thank an you American politician and civil rights activist yeah yeah thank you so honestly the pushback of gangster rap started during those times from her she was probably the loudest uh, to be against this said it was bad for the community all the things that people are kind of saying these days in a way right but the point is I think it's where gangster culture meets the rap. Right. And I think that that is essentially what gangster rap has been and still kind of is. That's my opinion. Do you do you agree or disagree with that definition? 
somewhat. Uh, you know, you know, I'm glad that you brought up the history of gangster rap first because a lot of people don't know about that history of gangster rap. So you're right, gangster rap kind of started with N.W.A. Right with uh, Ice Cube, Ice T, Dr. Dre, and you know it's transformed, it's morphed into something else. But from when it started, gangster rap was supposed to be looked at as rebellious. Um, there's a show I, I I I watch on HBO. I actually finished the show, believe it or not. It's called um, The Anarchist. The, the Anarchists, and it's about people who just defied government. They moved to Mexico, created their own like government, and blah 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 blah. They were anarchies because they they were anarchists because they rebelled against what you know society was trying to put on them. I think that's what the purpose of gangster rap initially was. It wasn't necessarily we are promoting violence. It was more so we are rebellious. We are we are not following any rules. We're 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 bending the laws, and slowly but surely it morphed more and more to the streets. Slowly but surely, it morphed more and more into violence, and then now it's just gone haywire, where it's you know violence against other people and you know people getting smoked on and all that stuff so it's definitely morphed into something completely different um i thought personally one of my favorite albums of all time i say if you are a hip-hop fan you have to listen to is ice cube the predator ice cube the predator that album it had today was a good day um it had um Chickity check yourself before you rickety wreck yourself. It had all that song, but it also had like some very politically charged songs. And Ice Cube was a menace. Ice Cube, this ain't the are we there yet, Ice Cube. This is like Ice Cube was over here talking about, you know, endorsing Farrakhan and like how like, you know, white America has taken over and we need to stop them. Like he was rebellious. And that was looked at as gangster rap at the time. Just just defying because you know everybody ties these days everybody ties gangsta the word gangsta these days to like fighting to 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 uh killing people to 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 you know gang related crimes that are very heinous gangsta can simply be somebody that's going against the law the gangsta can literally be somebody that's going against the norm you know what i mean or a group of people that are going against the norm. Like, technically, uh, you know, going back to the, the, you know, 20s with Prohibition, the gangsters were just letting people drink alcohol. I mean, now we look at alcohol, everybody drinks alcohol. But back then, they were looked at as gangsters because they were going against the, what what amendment was that? 21st Amendment? I can't remember what amendment it was. But, um, yeah, so I think it's morphed into more of a just violent and you know i i understand when people kind of feel turned off by it you know in this day and age for real for real hmm you yeah you you said a lot but i will say this though we'll say this the 90s was a very pivotal point in rap music hip-hop music whatever you want to call it where i do believe even the idea that hip hop is a separate genre from rap, I think that kind of started in the 90s, like honestly, from the gangster rap era because of the content. Yes, 
Ice Cube and them, some of them, it was Buck the System. It was NWA, you know, F the police, right? It was that pushback on society. We're being mistreated. But there were other groups in the 80s and 90s who were doing it in a less offensive way, whether it's the public enemies, right? The EPMDs. There was a bunch of dudes back in the day that they didn't necessarily have the same aggressive and violent approach to it, but they had a very similar message. Um, but I do want to fast forward because we're talking about the 90s. What, where, where, we, where this is coming from for me is recently 21 Savage. He got he came under a lot of fire, right? Because again, he said a great message, but it may have been the wrong messenger saying something like that, right? Telling people to put guns down is a great message. I don't care who you are. That's a great message. But does it make sense coming from a 21 Savage who musically you listen to his rap, you hear you see his persona, right? You see how aggressive he is in the music, and all he pushes is nothing but violence. I mean, if we being honest. So now the conversation becomes, is it just music? Like, how do you separate the music from real life? And that's essentially what people like 21 Savage are trying to do. The problem with that, though, is in doing that, now they have to acknowledge that this whole persona that rappers have portrayed over these years is all fake. It's all for entertainment. But if they do that, now it would discredit this whole idea that rappers are real. Oh, these real street dudes and this, that, and the third, right? It'll literally shatter the whole facade. You get what I'm saying? And so I think that's the, that's the, that's the problem or the, I think the, uh, the paradigm or the, 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 the paradox that we're in right now is like, is it just entertainment or is it not? Because you got to pick one. You can't be this gangster rapper. And I'm going to give you my opinion. You cannot be a gangster rapper talking about nothing but sliding and killing, telling people how, how many ways you want to kill them. You got a thousand ways you can kill somebody and then tell, the, tell that same person to put the guns down. It don't look good. It doesn't make sense. It don't add up. And I get how it's just entertainment, but damn, bro, is that where we are? We got to entertain people by, by, by saying how much you want to kill them. We got a bigger problem, in my opinion. And so that's kind of where I'm at. Do you agree or you got, you got a difference of opinion on that? Um, What's your stance? What's your stance on the separation of music and someone actually taking a stance that contradicts their, 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 their songwriting, like what they stand for in music? Well, you know, we, we all, you know, are guilty of doing that contradicting ourselves like that's something that we just naturally do as human beings i mean when you talk about i you know i grew up drinking soda you know a lot but if i saw a little kid here and he's like yo i want to drink i want to be like you i want to drink you know soda three three sodas a day like you used to do when you were younger i'd be like nah like step away from it like don't do that you know Make sure you eat your vegetables. Make sure you get A's in your grades. Make sure you go to class. Knowing damn well I didn't do that all the time. You know what I mean? And if I were to do it again, I probably would do the same again. You know? But I think we could tell other people not to do something. And at the same time, understand that this is who I am. And I think that's that's the difference. And that's that's where I have a little bit of sympathy for rappers is that you that's who they are. 
you know, they're in their element when they're talking about that stuff. I mean, to for, for us to expect 21 Savage to talk about rainbows and butterflies is far-fetched. It's just, that's just not who he is. He has a freaking knife on his head. I get it. But for him, for, for, for people in the world to still commit these crimes, to still actually do the act of shooting, I think... It's a little, you know, that okay, like he said he should shoot somebody. That doesn't mean you should go do it. You know what I mean? You, I think you should understand as a consumer that, you know, they're saying what they got to say and they're doing what they got to do for their bottom dollar. As a consumer, you should understand that that's the point. Now, I, I don't think it's right. So, so let it me, sucks. Let, bro, let me ask you. Let me but ask you. A, it is what it is. Let me ask you a straightforward question. Let me let's get down to it, and and I'll, we we gonna we gonna move on to the next topic in a few. But like, let's just get down to it. Do rappers, not even just rap. Like, you know what? I'll stick to rap. I'll stick to rap because this is really where this only applies. Do rappers have a responsibility to stand behind the music or the the stuff they say in music? Do they no. have a responsibility? See, yes or no? No. I okay. I I think back in the day. We, you know, we always talk about like we like it when our rappers actually do what they say they're gonna do in their songs, but like these days, I understand like the 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 more than ever, like you can actually see the the persona of these rappers. Like you see them on social media, they're going on Instagram Live, they're going on Twitter, they're going on tour. You're seeing them on videos, so you know like that's not what they're doing all the time. Back in the day. You heard a DMX record, but you never saw an Instagram post from DMX. You don't know what the hell he's doing in between "It's Dark and Hell Is Hot" and uh, his uh, other his second album. You don't know what the hell he's doing, but these rappers you actually know, you actually see. So when they're talking on these records and songs, you know, I'm just kind of like, you know, it is what it, you 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 just talking, you just you just talking until further. I mean, some of them are, some of them. Mainly the mainstream people are just talking. The the music on the streets, I can't I can't vouch for what, <laughs> what they doing on the streets because I don't know. But like the mainstream ones, like if Twenty One Savage is mainstream now, like you know, at the end of the day, you know he's and he said it himself. I think now you can just kind of ignore it. Personally, I think it's I think it's. Um... I mean, I hear what you're saying. I do think we give too much credence to these these artists. And we give them too much power to make them like, you know, father figures for, for these kids that ain't got no father. Like we yeah. we give them too much power and influence over people. Now, in the same breath, while we do empower these people way too much, I do think they do influence more, more than people want to acknowledge. But at the end of the day, I stand on the side of, listen, man, everybody go raise your own kids. It's really that simple. Go raise your own kids. If your child... For example, right? I'll give you a perfect example. Juice World literally said, you know, RIP to Juice World and whatnot. He said in an interview, he started doing drugs because of future. He said, yo, I was, I literally got into drugs like heavy because I was listening to future and, you know, it really influenced me to really become part of that lifestyle and blah, 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 blah. As you can see, music is influential. Do I blame future for that? No, because again, my, my point is, Everybody should go raise their own kids. 
it, it, it's it's not up to future. It's not future's fault for influencing Juice World to become an addict, right? This is not just about Juice World because it could be any kid from any place, right? That listens to his music and says, "Damn, I want to try that," right? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's. I I I would. That's. I wouldn't say that's fair, you know, because as kids, you know, they don't even want to. A lot of kids don't even want to listen to their parents, you know. A lot of kids don't want to go to school, bro. Like, society they to what if, if they don't listen to the parents, society will raise the kids, right? Yeah, society, society will, will raise, raise the kids, kids. And, and part and, of society and, is music, and 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 musicians and do culture. have. So musicians got to just understand they have blood on their hand. That's a fact. Of the Ooh, matter. they have blood on their hand. Like you gotta, that's something Ooh. when you sign that music contract, you're gonna have blood on you. Somebody's gonna do something because of what you said on your music. Like you have to sign mm. that contract and be okay with that. But you know, at the same time, I do think that you know we are the ones that are championing it. Why aren't Lecrae? Why isn't Lecrae's albums highly anticipated? Lecrae is talking some positivity positivity but yet we champion all these other people so it's the consumer's problem if if they had it their way all them gangster rappers just do what they're doing if it wasn't selling then whatever it's for the gangsters but we are the ones that are putting it on the top so well i mean 21 savage 21 savage even said that he was like and that's the last thing i'll say and then we'll get off this he he even said look man he's like yo this is what y'all like like he's like if i made if I started switching it up and started making Christian music, y'all are not going to listen. Y'all are yeah. not going to give a damn. So there's that capitalistic element of this that drives people to say certain things, even though the content can be detrimental. I think yeah. it's. I think a lot of people got blood on their hands. The labels, the artists, the people putting money behind the the image. Like it's 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 a lot of people with blood on their hands. If we want to use that 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 saying. Yeah, and it, and it is just is is just one of those things that it is is what it is because of the influence that you know musicians have. But next topic is Radio Dead. What what wait hold on what what the hell is a radio? Radio? <laughs> Yo, I don't I feel, know, man. You know what's funny? <laughs> I don't freaking know anymore. Have man. you ever have you ever listened to an AM station? <laughs> yeah, like I think yeah. maybe the Wizards. Wizards had radio on AM or something on, like Redskins. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But they had the whole AM. They have a whole area that nobody really listens to. But anyway, so this topic, I know you talked about it. It was just was kind of your topic, but mm. I'll, I'll, I know where you're coming from with it. Angela Yee, who just kind of bamboozled people with her tweet talking about uh, Breakfast Club is over as, as far as we know it. Um, but I did think it was still a big deal. She decided yeah. that she's going to move on from the Breakfast Club. She's going to get her own show. Don't worry. I think she's going to be right back in the Breakfast Club in about two years. <laughs> but, <laughs> Wait, you back think so? Twist. No, yeah, no way. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. She's coming back. Okay, but, continue, um, continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but the Breakfast Club, I feel like, is one of the last real radio shows that the culture cares about. Yeah, we got Steve Harvey show, we got Ricky Smiley show, we have all these shows, but I think the Breakfast Club is always something that's been relevant in the culture, especially these last two, three years. So, is radio just something that we should just forget about? Wipe it clean from our hands and we just focus on streaming services? Or 
do you think radio still has a purpose in today's world? Look, man, I, I, I well, you asked a couple questions, but I, I'll, I'll start with the last one. Yes, radio to me will always have a purpose in the world because, and when I say always, I mean that very loosely. That I don't really mean that literally because there may, yo, we may legitimately get to a point in society, I could see this, where cars no longer have radios in them. I mean, they took the CD player out of cars. You know what I'm saying? They got Bluetooth connectivity. There may be a day in the near future, I'll say maybe the next 40, 50 years possibly, where even radios are gone. I, I don't think it'll be immediate. It's going to take a while. Bruh, my BMW still has a CD player, and it's 2019. <laughs> That's a waste of real estate in that vehicle. <laughs> That's a problem, right? So my, well, my point is this. I think radio will have a purpose for a while. Me, and the reason why I say that is because there's always going to be people who ha- who love that nostalgic element. There's always going to be people, your everyday people who work and they, 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 they commute left and right. Maybe they're on the bus and, you know, they don't have access to other things, right? Whether it's the Spotify's to pay $10 a month, whether it's YouTube premium, all these different things. So they, they rely on the, the free public service that comes their way. So for that reason, radio is going to be here. I don't think it's going anywhere soon. However... This subject or this topic is about the impact of radio, right? Radio, the impact we know has changed completely over the years, especially with the influx of the internet. The internet spawned the whole era of the mixtapes uh, era. It, it, it transitioned into you downloading your own music on LimeWire, the Soldier Boy days. Then you got the iPod days, which slowly got people off of the radio again. You know, it made people get in their own way of creating playlists for themselves. Now we're full blown in the streaming era and we're, we're in the playlisting era and more in particular. So I think slowly and surely the radio will phase its way out completely uh, in 40 years, probably. But the point is the, the impact of a radio show. I believe is like completely gone. That's like a novelty. Like that's, this is like, we're in the, we've entered the dinosauric age. If you think that the radio show will come in a new radio show, not the breakfast club will come in, make waves on the radio, transition to the internet and become a, a mainstay in society. I think that podcasts have completely eliminated that. And furthermore, really what this comes down to is the radio personalities themselves. Like, we all know The Breakfast Club was popping, and they got a name because of how raw and raunchy sometimes the conversations were. Charlemagne, the guy, pushed the envelope, in my opinion. He did a lot of things that he probably would have got canceled for in 2022 back then that made that radio show a big hit. I don't really see a radio personality having that type of impact these days because they're not really pushing the envelope content-wise, conversation-wise. I think that is the real reason. It's because of the limitations on of the medium. You got the FCC out here regulating what you can say, things you can't say. You can't even really say sex on the radio. It's a, it's a lot of things that you can't do that I think hinder a radio personality and a radio show from being impactful in today's time. That's kind of really how I see it. They're they're a thing of the past, as far as I'm concerned. Well, you know, 
it's funny you say that. I want to say something that's kind of off topic, but it's kind of in line with the topic, mm. bro. I may have I may have my black card revoked once again. Oh boy, I've had I've had it revoked a lot of times. Was Will Smith on Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Was Will Smith funnier than Martin? Like what, I what, I was what? watching. <laughs> I went on a, like a I swear I went on like a uh, thirty minute like just Will Smith Fresh Prince of Bel Air funniest moments. Mm-hmm. And just like watching the show, and I was like, "Yo, like Will Smith, legit was hilarious." Like on Fresh Prince of Bel Air, he definitely was. He I didn't realize was. how hilarious he, he was. was. He like Martin, was. obviously was Martin is freaking Martin. Yeah, and I, I, I think Martin's show was funnier overall than Fresh Prince of Bel Air. But was Will Smith pound for pound? No, just as funny as Martin. No, no, you no. Know how this. This is how I, I'll describe I'm it. Starting to lead towards Will. Absolutely not. This is how Martin, Martin's it. the goat, obviously. Martin's the goat. I'm the a, I'm gonna make this point. I'm gonna make this very clear for you. Very and I'll clear. bring it back home after. All right, all right, good. I'm I'm glad. You veered all, but we digress. This is good though. <laughs> Will Smith in Fresh Prince was hilarious. Martin in his show was hysterical. There's a difference. Mm. There's a difference. When I'm laughing mm. uncontrollably. And yeah. I'm on the floor dying. That's hysterical laughing. Martin brought that to the table. Will Smith was funny. He was hilarious. I was never dying on the on the ground laughing but Martin, watching Fresh Prince. Martin's just me. Jokes were like it was just like I'm not I'm not downplaying Martin's jokes. Martin's jokes were a lot more like that's dumb. That, that's stupid. Like and Martin's jokes were like a little harsh, you know, like beat it be. Like it was hilarious. Don't get it's me wrong. It's funny as hell. It's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. But like, remember how Will Smith, like Will Smith's dynamics on the show. Like Will Smith, when he played gay, was freaking hilarious. Like when he plays like freaking uh uh when he yells. Like his antics were just hilarious. To Bro, me. look at look at how many well, I mean, characters. Look how many funny. characters Martin played on the Martin Show. I know, I know. They I, were all I, hilarious. I, I know. Hey, Martin, the, it was the, funny. Roscoe, it was funny, but it was. But it's like part of it is like part of it is like as I've gotten okay. I say this because as I've gotten older, okay, I think Will Smith's comedy on Fresh Prince has aged better for me than Martin's. Like when I go back and look at Martin now, I'm just like, this is just dumb. Like it's funny, it's dumb funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he's beating up the dog. Like, remember when he had the dog? He got in a fight with Michael Jackson. Like of back course. in the day, it was hilarious. You know, as younger, but as I've gotten older, I'm like, this is just dumb. Like, this is just stupid. Look, you know man. what I'm saying? I mean, hey, I mean, listen, I don't. I mean, brother, stupid and in a stupid funny. Like, it's, brother, it's let's let's funny. let's ask but the anyway. people. Let's ask the people. Anyway, anyway. I, I'm all about asking the people. I'm, I, I'm interesting how you're gonna tie this tie this hilarious. home. But here's how I'm going to tie this home. You're going to think I'm brilliant once I tie it all together. Okay. So what made TV like Martin and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air so great was they knew how to be funny within that FCC guidelines. Like they weren't pushing the limit from curse words. They still looked cool within that FCC guideline. I think radio, the problem that radio has is they're still trying to be funny. They're still trying to look cool within those FCC guidelines. And a lot of times 
people kind of overdo it. You know what I mean? Like sometimes when I listen to the radio, have you noticed that a lot of the radio heads, uh, they just overdo the cool part, like that, like trying to act cool. Like, hey, what's up, guys? Like, oh man, they tripping, you know, blah 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 blah. But like, they not really. They think they're connecting with the culture, but they're actually looking like an older person that's trying to connect with the culture. You know what I'm saying? So I think, like you said, the FCC guidelines that 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 are placed on radio will not allow you. But but at the same time, people got to figure out because there was so many back then. There was so many uh musicians so many actors that knew how to still be a part of the culture cool with the culture without pushing guidelines like will smith was not a dirty will smith everything will smith did was pg-13 at the max and he was still looked at as cool he was still looked at like yo i want to be like will smith these days we don't got that anymore like who what mega star right now can you say puts out PG thirteen content? Even Justin Bieber, Justin you know Bieber, Justin you know who Bieber, who, who? Zendaya, it's probably Zendaya. That's it. Who and Zendaya does Euphoria, which well, what is do you mean? Okay. rated what do you, X. What do you mean? You mean PG content? So like it shows movies like, and all that. All, is that what you mean? Shows, movies, music. Who uh, do we look at? That's like wow, this person is really really cool. Even though like they're not pushing the limit when it comes to anything. Not everything they're doing is rated R. It's like PG thirteen. Like the only the only people who come to mind, even though they do do some rated R stuff, I would say is like The Rock. The Rock, the Rock to me still I was think, has I was like literally a, thinking he the still Rock. has that PG thirteen that, that, that PG quality, but he can also go I'm out saying? and do some rated R stuff too. But people you know don't saying? people look don't look at him like he's too far off from that. You, you know what I'm saying? saying? That that PG exactly. thirteen viewership like, or whatever. From a macro level, that's the problem that we have in society right now across the board. Radio, movie, TV is you're not going to pique anybody's interest with PG-13 anymore. And the radio is forced to be PG-13 or PG. While you are 100% right about like the PG-13-ness and how people got to be stripped down, that works against the radio, number one. But number two, and more importantly... I think the biggest thing about why the radio, I believe, is dead is because nobody, well, not nobody, most people these days no longer care for the format of radio. It's the format. It's like, okay, you got a show, somebody's talking for two minutes, they're giving you an update on traffic, and then they jump into a song, a, a top 10 list of songs that they, they only have play heard. like five songs they, they, they play like, <laughs> throughout the day. Like, the radio is not about music. Like, and I think people don't care about the fluff anymore, right? And they're just like, bro, just give me the music. It's at my fingertips. I can just go listen to it whenever. I don't need you telling me what y'all favorite top songs are because it's irrelevant. It's, it, to me, it's the format is no longer desirable for people. Oh God. And I think that's why they don't, people don't really favor it anymore. That's the, at least my, another reason. My God, I will say this to close it out. My God, when the radio was tight, the radio was tight. Uh, like it was like us other. growing up, like us growing up when we, when the radio 99, 95.5, 93.9, when they were popping, like it was legit, like dope. Like we, Yo, it was something to, 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 to listen to. Tell me, tell me you've never, you, and you may have never done this, but I know you thought about doing this. 
How many times you heard the radio back in the day, right? And they're like, yo, hey, make sure to call 1-800-726-K107 to get your free tickets to such and such. You're like, oh, word. See, most people like me, I always looked at the radio hotline uh, as like gambling. I almost felt like I was doing the lottery. And yeah. for me, I'm not a, lo- a big lottery ticket type person. Like, I'm not just about to go get me some tickets, even though the, the mega million is $3 billion. I'm still yeah. like, nah, bro. Like, I don't have a chance. But you know how many people faithfully dialed in to try to get tickets? Like, I thought, like, that that essence of radio was dope and that, that type of engagement. That, that to me, is just gone. Like, now it's people are doing happens. giveaways on Instagram. I was going like, to say, it still, want, it still hey, happens wanna, on the radio. Give away, go don't care. <laughs> Yeah, Even yeah, exactly. when people win stuff these days on the radio, this is like, oh, word, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool, yeah, MGK concert, okay. You're right, you're right man. Let's let's move on though, man. I want to know you guys' thoughts though, honestly, because you know, I think that was a good convo. I, like I, I think so. I, I like that. I like that. I want to know what you guys think out there. So uh, hit us in the comments of the video or wherever you can find us. We need more PG thirteen. We need more PG thirteen rappers, actors. We need that. We don't I'm got a proponent, it. I'm a proponent. We for don't it, got man. it. Like you know, Fresh we, Prince of Bel Air Martin was PG and PG thirteen, and they still was funny. They, they still, still were, were hilarious. The culture. Still the culture. So we need more of that. Look at you, man. Look at you, man. You're getting older. I told you I was going to tie it around, though. Then I you're getting older. Nicely, you're getting though. older. I, I like. I like what you did nice. there. I like what okay. you did. I ain't gonna Thank lie. Much. Thank you very much. Next, mother effing topic: Are groups destined to break up? Who you know. You, uh, I think you you brought this to the table, you Ooh. know, at least the topic, and uh, Hop in the whip. Oh. I'm going to ultimately let you kind of expound on it, but like, okay. I guess for me, when you when you think of your favorite groups, some groups uh, I know for me come to mind: the New Editions, the you know the 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 Migos, the the you know, I mean, just there's a bunch of groups that have come out that have seemingly broken up right throughout their existence. Is that something that we should expect? Is that the ultimate evolution of a group? Q, what are your ill-advised thoughts? Thoughts? I told you, dog. Like, no, no, no more thoughts. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the main reason I talked about this is because it's been brewing. It's been simmering in the background that Migos are kind of like, that has some conflict going on right now. I mean, I will say their moves have been pretty interesting because, you know, Quavo and Takeoff been dropping singles together. Offset's been dropping singles and being on people's songs by himself. So I thought that was pretty interesting, pretty odd. Um, so I don't know where Migos goes from here. I hope we get Culture 4, um, but, you know, we'll see. But, you know, it just made me think, like, doesn't it suck how like these people can start out with groups and almost every time it's probably like a 95% rate that they break up like groups in music don't stick together. It never sticks together. And so to me, I'm just thinking like, could you reach the pinnacle of music success in a group. And I don't think so. I don't think so. And 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 it also another question I like to ask is rhetorical question. 
is it possible that it's always been one person holding down the group, but we just don't know it? Like, think about that for a second. Like, was it that Destiny's Child was good as a collective, or was it just Beyonce was really good and the group was just like kind of like save face for the group? Like, was it that Omarion was way better than everybody else? But, like, the group was there just so they can get, you know, more girls on their team or, I don't know, whatever. Pick a flavor for for girls. It's interesting because, to me, if that's the point, what's the point of groups? What's the point of music groups? If there's always going to be that one person that's way more talented. It was Justin Timberlake. Because, think about it. In sync. Justin Timberlake. What did everybody else do? Lance went to the moon. Okay. <laughs> Nobody else had a solo career. Beyonce. Kelly Rowland. I mean, people are going to argue and say Kelly Rowland had a successful solo career. I think that's very arguable. I don't think it was that impressive personally. No knock on Kelly. I love me some Kelly. But Beyonce was clearly like the star of the show. You know, and you could just go down the line. What's interesting, though, is in this case, with Migos, if they break up, would it be that this is the first time two people from a group can actually be stars? Like Offset and Quavo? I don't think Takeoff could be a star. No offense to Takeoff. Y'all gonna stop hating but, on my boy Takeoff. But Yo, Quavo y'all gonna stop hate. Listen. Y'all are going to stop hating on my man, okay? Hey, That's hey, my take guy. Takeoff is a very stop good... Takeoff is one of those people <laughs> that belongs on posse cuts for the rest <laughs> of his life. Like, throw Takeoff on, like, a posse cut. He's always going to kill it. But I do think this is one of the first times we're conflicted where I think Offset and Quavo have a very good shot of being very successful solo artists. But it just tells me, you know, in the, in the grand, sorry, just to close it out. In, in okay. the grand scheme of things, it just tells me, like, what's the point of groups if they're always going to break up? If they're always going to be one person that shines and everybody else does nothing. Like, what's the point of groups in music? I don't know. Look, but look, here's the thing. You, 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 get, you make some good points. You make a lot of good points, actually. I will say this. At, in a nutshell, I'm not mad at groups. You know why? Because that's human nature. If we have a bunch of like-minded people that enjoy the same thing, why not just do it together, right? And just make music together. Like, that's the reason why collectives happen, whether it's Odd Futures, right? There's there's so many examples. People, like-minded people coming together to create some type of content or whatever the case is. Groups are never going to stop. Now, what, what I believe has kind of, it, it has slowed down, though. Like the group element that has it is a, it is happened, but I'll say this to go kind of go to your point or to your question. You were like, "Yo, it has this happened before, like where you see multiple people break up from a group, but they both have a chance to become stars." Right? It's rare. It's very rare. It's because there's usually one Beyonce of the group. It's usually a Beyonce. I would argue. Probably the only example is not even in rap or hip hop. Like, I'd look at groups like Fifth Harmony, right? 
I look at groups like Fifth Harmony. I right? literally was thinking in my head when I was like, "What is he going to say? Like, who is he going to say?" And I was like, mm. you know what? "Fifth Harmony actually had Normani you got, and you got you got exactly. See, you, you go, you get where I'm going with that. So Camila Cabello, Camila Cabello is a freaking superstar, superstar. You could argue Normani is not yet a superstar. Will she ever become that? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. She's yet she to even drop. A, she's yet to even drop an album. She's never really dropped. She's dropped nothing but singles. But the point is, she has star quality. She has the potential to be something special. She can dance, sing. You know, I can believe she writes music as well. She has a chance to become bigger than, let's say, a Kelly Rowland was. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As like that second solo person that came out of a group, but established their own fan base and people rocking with him. So, but other than she- Fifth Heart, I, that's a different question. I don't know. I think she has the talent to. I think she has all of the the skill sets to do it. Will she do it on her own? Will her label, whoever signed to her, allow her or push her in that direction? We shall see, my brother. I don't know. But can, it remains can I, to be seen. Can I say something? Go ahead. Does somebody going solo also hurts the, the chances of somebody doing that? Like, for instance, uh, Chloe times uh, what? What's her? Chloe Haley. <laughs> Chloe, Chloe and times Haley. Chloe times Haley. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Was, no, Yo, what's your name? How do you how do you say that joint though? Chloe X Haley. Is that your name? Do, right? But do you just say Chloe Haley, or do you say do you have to I say have the no X? Clue. I say Chloe times Haley. But, nah, yeah, but, it ain't times. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe times Haley. <laughs> Maybe that's right. I don't know. Maybe I'm laughing for no reason. That could be right. No, I Who think knows, it's Chloe man. times Haley. But anyway. Oh, no, man. Uh, Keep going. I definitely think Chloe, especially right now, Chloe and Haley, whatever you want to say, uh, they were on a pretty good trajectory. Like Beyonce was a part of their team. They were getting like Disney deals. Then Chloe started coming up with these like thirst traps on Instagram. Right and like dropping her own solo cuts, and, and now they were, what and they happened? Were, and they were thirst traps indeed. That's all I'm gonna say. Continue. <laughs> you sound like Stephen A. Smith every single time. My. Stephen A. Smith talks about going to Miami. LA? Talk, and, talking and, about and, Miami and L.A. And, and, oh my, Miami does have some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Chloe, wait, Chloe wait, with wait. them thirst traps. Nah, yeah, that, that was different. Hey, okay, hey, let's keep it. But wait, wait, hey, this is a PG thirteen show. Yeah, I didn't but, say uh, nothing because uh, we're still PG thirteen. We're uh, good. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, I do definitely think with her doing what she's doing, it's really hurting Haley because Haley is like still on that PG thirteen. Like Haley has to completely do a three sixty. Like she has to decide: Do you want to stay PG Disney, or do you want to like kind of follow in the footsteps of like what Chloe's doing? So. I do think it ended up hurting her, you know, and I think, you know, when these people go solo, maybe Kelly, maybe Kelly needed a little more time to stew. And when Beyonce decided to go solo, it's like maybe, you know, that kind of disrupted things. But it it's, you know, I think groups sometimes hurt even more. It hurts people. I mean, even Corday, Corday, I think Corday leaving the YBN, you know, family hurt namir and uh 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 what's his name um, almighty j almighty j i think it really hurt them like and he was just somebody they just picked up you know what i'm saying like so i think it's just it's interesting 
it's interesting what groups have become in hip hop and in music in general. You know, it's 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 funny. You know, I think of so many groups, man. So many groups that have come and go that have had people break up. And typically, to go back to your earlier question, has there been multiple people from a group to kind of like establish their own career? It's rare, dog. I mean, it's you look at rare. you look at we just talked about Destiny's Child, Kelly Rowland. Okay, she had a slight career, never really reached this mega star level. Um, you look at B2K, Omarion. He was the only one that established a career for himself and reached a certain level among his own self because he, again, he was the Beyonce of the group. We never, if the music came out from J Boog, Rasby, and Lil Fizz, maybe they did drop solo projects and whatnot, but I can tell you the masses didn't really care. It never really reached a certain, you know what I'm saying, threshold. Yeah, they never became stars. So, same thing with, yeah, no, so same thing with like, uh, you know, Pretty Ricky. I look at Pretty Ricky, right? None of them now, became stars. None of them became stars. <laughs> Actually, Pleasure P was Pleasure P had his, his doing this thing a little bit. He was a star. He was never a superstar. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. Right? So, but but again, same thing. Spectacular. I don't even remember the other two. You remember Baby Blue? Spec- what was the other one's Baby name? Blue. Baby what Blue. Was the what, was the, what was the man with the dread? Like the, Spec- the, the Miami dreads. The rapper rapper. The wild boy. You know uh, what I'm talking about, too. I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember. But my point is, like, even if they were dropping solo music, again, maybe they did, the masses didn't care enough to become a star. So, like, look, man, groups are inevitable. I think we're never going to stop seeing groups, but I do think we're seeing the slowdown of a, of, of the groups in music, uh, especially in rap, though. It's, maybe it's just not profitable at the end of the day. And people are yeah. just like, I don't need it. Yeah. I mean, even... You know, and and at the same time, I want to give kudos to the locks, like Styles P and Jada Kiss. Ooh. I mean, Styles P probably was not a superstar, but Styles P got respect. Like people respect Styles P, and Jada Kiss obviously is a legend. <sighs> Sheik, you know, Top I think five, Sheik once again Sheik gets respect from people. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I think the locks they stick together. They didn't really deviate they never ended bad but you know you know two people who you can say were legendary and and there were groups you said this earlier outcast mm. i think big mm. boy and andre 3000 had have all hall of fame careers as solo artists maybe big boy little less than andre but i still i would still give him the nod i would still give him the nod big boy is a star a superstar um at a certain point but you know, it's interesting. It it very much is. It it is. It is. Let's uh you want to move on to the next topic? Next. The next and topic. last topic. Album of the year contenders. Oh, this is always fun. What is it? August? Okay. So oh boy. August. We are pa- we're past the midpoint. We're past the we midpoint. Are, we are way past the midpoint. So, you know, by the end of the year, what? December will, you know, at RGM ratings game music will figure out what we think the album of the year is. So Y'all better tune in for that one, too. That's going to be yeah, a good we're gonna, one. We're going to figure out what the best song is, what the best beat is, what the best album is, what the worst song is, et cetera, et cetera. But it doesn't hurt to actually start looking at some of the contenders so far this year. So um, what are some? It just just off the top of your head, what are some of the albums that you think are are, are pretty good albums from this year? 
So there's uh, there's actually a lot, actually. You know, um, I believe I don't we have some. To say. Go ahead. Who do you think? No, that's the first one you're going to say. Who? Who do you think? West Side Boogie. Everybody's so at, raving about West Side Boogie's so, album. So, so he was in my list. He wasn't going to be number one. He's going to be the second person I named. I, I would say Vince Staples to me, Ramona Park, Ramona Park broke my heart. I really, really loved that album. I thought that it was cohesive. It was cohesive. I thought that this is his best body of work. I thought he finally reached a level in mainstream music. Not that he, not that like it matters or or anything. He probably didn't need it. I don't even think Vince Staples really cares about mainstream or numbers and all this other stuff. But I think that this is the first time I've ever seen Vince Staples in a in a in a in a household conversation. You know, I feel like there's people who are starting to have conversations about Vince Staples at home. You know, when the people say he's a household name. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people who are not household names. The Sabas, the the, the Denzel Curry, who also, by the way, dropped a great project this year. Um, but so, yeah, Vince Staples, Ramona Park broke my heart, and then uh, West Side Boogie, man. More black superheroes. I think that uh, we've seen the influx of mental health become a very big part of... Uh, Music, you know, especially with rappers, you know, we've seen Kendrick drop his album. A lot of people are talking and addressing mental health on on their on their um their projects, and I think it's really dope when they do it in a in a in a creative way where they can still get the message across, right? But also delivering great music. I thought Westside Boogie was able to do that on on uh more black superheroes, and you know, he's one of those names that uh, I don't believe is a household name. It remains to be seen if he ever will be. But I do think the music on that album was great. And then I'm going to round out my top three by giving you guys another genre because there's been a lot of albums that that's coming up, that's came out this year. Not rap, not hip-hop, not R&B that I think needs to be highlighted. And the uh, first one that I'm going to mention is uh, Fireboy DML. Playboy, I thought, was a very good album. Very, very good album. Now, I've I have become borderline a fireboard dml apologist right borderline i i'm i'm gonna I'm admit my bias you know it's important to do that but i will say with, with even though i you may call me biased or whatever the case may be i do think the music on that album was really really good enough to really hold its own and say even in the afrobeat genre i do think it's one of the better ones that have come out this year uh, we saw that we saw the, the the song on the album that he had with Chris Brown and Shinsia called Diana. I thought it was really Amazing. dope. Chris Brown, uh, like one of the best Ooh. brother. That's one of the best songs I heard this year, straight up. Yeah. It might be top man. three. Yeah, Chris Brown's performance, you know, was unbelievable. Chris Brown set the tone. He did his thing. Fireboy DML did his thing. Shinsia did her thing. You know, like they all did their thing. The song was great. But my point is, I do think that album could be an important proponent, and in a in a and be in the conversation for top couple albums of the year when, when it's all said and done. So those are my top three right now that I want to even talk about. There's more that have come out, but I do want Q. Give me three. Give me three. I'm just going to do three. Yeah. Give me three. First, first I'm going to say this, and, and I know people are going to get mad at what I'm about to say, but it, it is what it is. This has been a bad year for albums. This has been a bad year. It's not been good. Like, the albums, there's a couple that I can say were like good albums, but for the most part, there is only like two 
that I think I can have a legit argument about and say like legitimately, oh yeah, 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 for sure. That's a, the album of the year. You know, it's sorry, a bad before year. you b- sorry, before you go, I completely agree with you. This year has not been good in music. Like it hasn't been great, I should say. There's been a lot of average projects dropping. You know, if we want to keep it to hip hop, Gunna DS4 is the highest selling hip hop album of the year. Yeah, I mean, great album. I would actually say that's one of the better ones as well. It should be mentioned. It, it's good, but you know, it's it's very good. But it's like I'm I every year there was that one that you're like, oh you. hell yeah, this is the album of the year. Like or you know, hell yeah. But I'll give you three. Um, one, The Weeknd, Dawn FM. That was still one of the albums that came out this year that I think blew me away from a musical standpoint. What he was able to do was just like next level great. Um, I know a lot of people don't like it. It's an acquired taste album. But if you're somebody who's really into the musicality side of music, like you would really, really like that album. And then number two, I really liked Kodak Black's album. Um, can't remember the name right now, but I, I really like it, especially the intro. Um, let me know. Oh, man. I thought Kodak Black, he did exactly what I said. When I tell people all the time, I'm like, Kodak Black is actually one of the best young rappers in the game today. And people probably look at you like, you're weird, you're crazy. Go listen to that album and you'll know what I'm talking about. Like the way that he just pieces his words together. The way that, you know, his the flows that he raps with, et cetera, et cetera, I thought were fantastic. But by the way, by the way, the album yeah. is called Back for Everything by Kodak Back Black. For everything. Thank you. Back for yeah. everything. Really good album. I, I really like that album. But my favorite album of the year by far. And I I'm guilty. I slept on it. I did not want to say it was great just because I liked the previous album the person made. But I already know what you about to say. You know I already know what you're about to say. Pusha T's album. Pusha T. I knew it. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I listen to that album often. A lot. A lot. Like, bruh, like the production alone, it's Kanye West versus the Neptunes. Like Kanye West production and Neptunes production. And then you get Pusha T's rapping on there, which is just flawless. Like, Pusha T, side comment I'm going to make. You know what sucks about some of these hip hop lists that we make? Where mm-hmm. would you put Pusha T? Like Pusha, where does which, Pusha which T list, fit in? Which there? list are we talking like, about? We talk What's about top rappers. Let's say top fifty rappers of all time. Where does Pusha T fit on that list? I don't I think, know. I, I think Pusha. <laughs> yo, honestly, I haven't figured it out. I have to think this through. But at a, just off first guess, I'm putting Pusha T in my top twenty five. Top twenty five. Okay. Probably top twenty. He should be. Probably. He should be maybe even top 15, but like... It's possible. It's hard to rate him. He might even get elevated. Yeah. It's hard to rate him. You know what I'm saying? But those are my three um, albums. I think think it's called It's Almost Dry. It's funny. It is. It's Almost Dry. I'm forgetting these damn names, but trust me, I listen to the album all the time. (laughs) Um... But yeah, those are my three. But I, I like I said, I'm very disappointed in this year of music. Like I, I, I am think too. the I underground artists, you know, because we are privy to submit hub and stuff. <sighs> underground yes, artists are making better music than the mainstream. They're doing artists. it. They really are doing 100% it. Hundred percent. You know, better. you know what's what's crazy is, you know, that sounds like a crazy statement to people who are not really tapped into the indie yeah. and the unsigned world. 
But this, in terms of bridging the gap between undiscovered talent and people who are world renowned, I can, I'm here to tell you the separation in music quality and everything is dwindling by the year. Oh. This joint is borderline equal, borderline equal. It's, and I don't think people know that if you're not tapped into that world. I don't think people know. I was so, one of those people that was like, you know, I'm, I'm an indie artist or underground artist. Yeah, right. They're not making the type. Nah, like, nah, they're they, making They, they pushing the envelope. There's some people I've heard that I'm just like, yo, like, this is amazing music. So. I'll say this. Before we get about it here, get, I think it's crazy that Kendrick dropped an album, Right. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, and it's no we, none of us mentioned. Of us it. I just mentioned I just have to yeah. just have to point that out. And then secondly, um, excuse me. You know, bef- before we I guess get out of here, what would you say is your sleeper album of the year? Like one that you you've listened to, you think is really good. Maybe the artist is not mainstream. People are not talking about it, but you do think it is worthy of being mentioned in the conversation of better albums that have come out this year. I'll start while maybe okay. you, yeah, yeah, go. you, you while, while you maybe think on it. Yeah. Um, to me, it's easily uh, Denzel Curry's album that he dropped called Melt My Eyes, See Your Future. Like, I think that, uh, bro, Denzel Curry represents like this underworld of, of artists. He's not quite mainstream. He's not quite underground. He's like, he, he rests in, He's like right in the middle where like both sides can appreciate him. And he typically drops music that is of enormous uh, quality that I just never see him mentioned in any type of conversation. But again, if we just judge it off the music, Denzel Curry dropped a phenomenal project this year that y'all need to go tap into ASAP. It's called Melt My Eyes, See Your Future. Go check that out right now. I'm telling you. You know, I, I, I can just never get hip to Denzel Curry. I understand he's a phenomenal rapper. I understand all that. But, like, I just can't get hip to his music. I, I've tried. That's fair. I've tried. But I get it. I get it. It's it's pretty good. I would say somebody that their, their album just kind of came and went, Shinsia. So mm. I thought Shinsia was going to be, like, a, you know, female version of Sean Kingston. Like, you know, somebody with a reggae accent that, you know, just makes a little bubbly music, but nothing special. Shinsia's yeah. album was actually pretty good. I thought she showed an ability, like, she's good music. Everything felt authentic. And then she had, like, that it factor, you know. Now, I don't hear many people talk about the album. I don't hear songs on the radio. Uh, but I thought it was one that was pretty quality. It was pretty quality. It was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you know what? So same thing you said about Denzel Curry. I'm not big on Shinsia. I'm really not. Like, I think I see her talent, but I'm not, I haven't really gotten into her. I heard the album, but I'm not really sold on her personally, you know? So, I mean, hey, man, could just I be I think a- her rollout is, her rollout makes you think she's Rihanna. Or her rollout makes you think her rollout makes you think she's Rihanna or something. Yeah, but like she kind of does have her own unique style, but you know, a bit. Yeah, she definitely does. But yeah, 
what what do you guys think? What are your top couple albums of the year so far? What are some albums that nobody's talking about that they should talk about? You know, let us know. Get in contact with us. This has been a dope episode. We've reached the end. Pay me my money. Sayonara. Arriva Darchi. No, what money? The feds listening. Jiggle, what money? Yes, sir. Uh, you guys, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media. Um, it'll be in the description. Everything will be in the description. We will see you guys on the next episode, wherever we are recording from. And as always, if you are giving advice, just make sure that mother sucker is ill. Yes, sir.